This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is your favorite edition of Daybreak because it is a TGIF edition of Daybreak here on the Built by Bama Online podcast. Travis Ryer. Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com with you here on Daybreak three times per week to get that morning going for you with a cup of the Crimson Tide. We got some topics to get to here on the program this morning. Mostly, though, what we're going to do is check in with BOL Recruiting Analyst Hank South in just a little bit. We'll get both some basketball and football news on the recruiting trail covered with Hank South. We'll do that in just a few moments, but sort of setting the table for you as well for the upcoming weekend, the Alabama men's basketball team, as you know all too well, if you're an Alabama fan, and of course you are, you're listening to to BOL Daybreak for crying out loud. Nate Oates' team coming off another tough home loss. The roller coaster ride that has been Alabama men's basketball continued with a dip on Wednesday night at the hands of the Texas A&M Aggies. The Aggies close out Alabama 24-12 in the final eight minutes, and the Crimson Tide sees a six-point lead, a couple of six-point leads during that stretch, one at about the eight-minute mark, another with about four minutes to go. And with that, Alabama drops to 6-7 and seven in SEC play and will look to right the ship tomorrow night at Ole Miss. That game set for a 7.30 tip-off on the SEC Network. You'll have a nice little sort of combination there if you're a Tuscaloosa-Alabama type person in that you'll have the basketball game with a later tip-off on this Saturday. It seemed like Alabama had played those 5 o'clock games on the weekend's uh, for an extended stretch there, but 7.30 tip, that'll run you right into the prelims, at least, for Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury in that rematch for the heavyweight boxing title of the world out there in Las Vegas. So, you know, pretty good one-two punch. And this Alabama basketball team, you talk about a one-two punch, going to need that with the home loss to Texas A&M, uh, whether it's Ole Miss and or Mississippi State, which is next up on the schedule, need to start accumulating some road wins at this rate. If you're going to drop home games like we've seen this team do all too frequently in the last couple of weeks, got to make it up on the road. Alabama will have an opportunity to do that tomorrow night against Brian Tyree. Very good player. Very good guard for the Ole Miss Rebels. Uh, and the rest of uh, Kermit Davis's team there, uh, in Oxford. So you'll have hoops. You'll have baseball as well. Alabama baseball. We talk about Las Vegas. Brad Bohannon with his club at 4-0 and on the young season, now headed to Vegas to take on the Hustlin' Rebels of UNLV. Uh, you're going to have games Friday, Saturday, and also on the getaway day on Sunday, 8.05 local time, central time uh, tonight from Vegas. Uh, 4.05 Saturday afternoon, and then the getaway game at noon central on Sunday. It's a UNLV team that dropped three of its first four games last weekend against the Chippewas of Central Michigan. So a chance, 
a chance for this Alabama team to continue its solid start against a Vegas club that seemed to struggle uh, defensively and pitching in that season opening series against CMU, giving up 40 runs in those four games last weekend in the desert. Baseball covered for you. What about Alabama softball? Well, the home schedule gets underway this weekend in Tuscaloosa. You got Wichita State in town. You got Penn State in town. You got Louisville in town. Going to rotate those opponents two games today. Uh, Later today, you're going to have two games on Saturday at Road Stadium and then a final game on Sunday. So five softball games coming up in the next three days for Patrick Murphy's club that looks to climb north of the 500 mark uh, after this start through nine games. Four and five for the Alabama softball team trying to sort of still work through some things defensively right up the middle of that defense. Uh, You've had a couple of injuries that have certainly impacted that area of the club. Claire Jenkins, the uh, shortstop, out for the season with an ACL injury. Alyssa Brown out in center field, out for an extended stretch with a broken hand. So Murph and his club trying to uh, get some things right here with the Easton Bama Bash in town uh, this weekend. You're also going to have Alabama Gymnastics on the road this evening. A big challenge for Dana Duckworth's team at uh, the O'Connell Center down in Gainesville, Florida. Alabama traveling to take on one of the elite gymnastics teams in all of the sport, at least on the collegiate level. Uh, five o'clock, they're going to get that one going. Sort, sort of some happy hour gymnastics uh, this evening for Alabama gym. So we'll see how uh, the Crimson Tide responds. Had a tough injury, as we talked about earlier in the week, that it's trying to overcome going into this meet with a very good Florida team. So you'll have that later this evening as well. That's just about going to cover it, at least for now. We're going to get into Hank South now. We're going to talk with Hank uh, about some basketball and football-related items of note here on BOL Daybreak, part of the Built by Bama online podcast. Let's do that right now. Turn our attention to Mr. Hank South. And we are joined now by Hank South, recruiting analyst for us there at BamaOnline.com. Hank, Tim Watts, those guys just do an unmatched job for us at BOL on recruiting front. Uh, and Hank, get started on this Friday with some potentially good news for Alabama fans where the men's basketball program is concerned following that tough defeat midweek here in Tuscaloosa at the hands of Texas A&M potentially good news. We want to be careful about how we sort of word this. And Josh Primo, a wing player initially set for the 2021 recruiting cycle. Uh, I guess he's reclassified now for 2020, Hank. And uh, what do you see Alabama's chances sort of in that mix right now with Primo? Yeah, this reclassification thing has kind of seemed to become a trend the last few years. And, uh, Alabama is a team right there for Josh Primo, who who 24-7 Sports just ranked um, a five-star combo guard um, with his reclassification. He was already a a top 50 player in the 2021 class. He had a great camp at an event in Chicago this past weekend, and our scouting guys there absolutely loved him, gave him a five-star grade. Um, And and right now, it's looking like an Alabama-Creighton battle for Josh Primo. Um, He he took an official visit to Alabama in December. Uh, He's had... He's built a really strong relationship with the Alabama staff, NATO. It's Brian Hodson. 
Um, and he kind of just likes, you know, the message Nate Oates is pitching and how they kind of, how they, they plan to use him. He, he, he mentioned the playing style when we caught up with him, he says he wants to be in a system where he, you know, he's free to create and, and kind of um, go with the flow and, and, and not bound to a, to a, just a certain system. And that's kind of what he mentioned. He liked so much about Alabama when we caught, when we talked to him um, earlier this week. So um, right now the crystal ball is trending 100% in favor of Alabama. Um, you know, he, he, he's looking at making a decision in the next month or so. He really could be any time at this point. He's already gotten the reclassification decision out of the way. So now next up is, is the college commitment. Um, he's also considering Ohio state and Oregon, but, but it seems pretty clear that right now it's Alabama or Creighton. And, and, and it looks like Bama has the momentum. Yeah. And Primo, another guy with roots North of the border up there in Canada and Alabama's Lone signee, I guess, for this 2020 cycle to date, Keon Ambrose Hilton. He's a Canadian, the 6'8 forward. So, uh, man, we're seeing Canadians all throughout yeah. the athletic department these days. Uh, even in baseball with Owen Dio Dowdy, Ian Owen Dio Dowdy, excuse me. Uh, John Mechie, the Alabama football team, has some yeah. Canadian ties. Uh, wow. Uh, really going north of the border. And you said it. I think Primo at 6'6, a lot of these guys wings guards i don't know how they can watch alabama play right now even though the results aren't always what obviously nate oates would like and not be sort of enamored or at least intrigued by plugging into that system and having the opportunity to play uh in that style uh, of of offensive play especially now we'll shift gears and get into some football with you hank look like wednesday was a big offer day and you also had the rankings update there for the class of 2021 what were your main takeaways from all that on wednesday yeah overall you know the the state of alabama you know is it's a pretty strong year in the 2021 class um alabama's class currently sits with just three commitments um one of which is in state and deontay lawson the the future um likely inside linebacker for alabama he's currently rated um as a as a defensive a weak side defensive end um but is projected to play inside you know um at the next level he got a a boost up to number 46 in the country he had a really really good junior season he helped mobile christian to the state championship um 144 tackles um, he's also a guy that plays basketball. So he kind of just does it all. Um, a lot to like about him. He gets the move up into the top 50 of the rankings. Drake may Alabama's quarterback commit. Um, he, he, he got moved up to number 32 in the country. And, and some people look at that and say, Oh, he's a five-star now, but not yet. Um, there's only, I think eight, five stars so far in the 20, um, in the top two, four, seven rankings. Um, but you know, if, if the class ended today, it's, it's the top 32 guys. So certainly deserving of, of that move up. He passed for over 3,500 yards, 50 touchdowns, 72% completion rate. So very efficient year for, for Drake may. And then Latrell McCutcheon, the, the cornerback commit, he actually did not play a single snap of football this year. He hurt his knee um, right before the start of the season and, and missed the year. He, he went from, uh, I believe 122 to 162. Uh, and so, you know, he, didn't get to see him play, but he really didn't move all down all that much. It's more about with that kind of drop. It's more about players that moved up um, in that range. So, you know, he's, he's in top 160 players in the country. He has a chance to, to certainly, you know, uh, boost his stock with, with a strong senior season. And uh, I expect he has a good chance to do that. So um, Alabama's class currently ranks number 16, but it's more so, you know, they only have three commitments compared to some of these other 
classes in the top 15. They have one of the highest player grade averages. I think the second highest, um, you know, with Ohio state. So the quality of players is there. Um, and Bama is certainly going after guys in the 2021 class to continue to boost that. And, you know, we, we saw that, um, with, with several offers yesterday, um, from the Bama staff, one of which went to, uh, went to Latrell McCutcheon's teammate, Andrew McCuba, who is a, uh, he, he's rated as a safety. He's kind of a do it all player. He reminds me of Brian branch, Alabama's, um, signee in the 2020 class. Um, he five eleven one eighty one plays receiver, plays safety, kick returner, punt returner, kind of does it all for, uh, for that LBJ team in Austin. Um, really talented player. I think he'll continue to see his stock rise. He actually got put into the top 200 yesterday of the, of the top two, four, seven rankings. And there, there were several offers, but I think one other one of note, um, they're all of note, but one other one we, we actually caught up with Dijon Warren, who is a, a junior college cornerback in the class of 2021. And we've seen Bama kind of dip into the junior college ranks, um, a couple times in the past few cycles, you know, Savion Smith, uh, Ronald Williams this past cycle. And, and now it looks like Dijon Warren is their, uh, a junior college cornerback target of note, got an offer from Nick Saban yesterday. He's from um, that Landover, Hyattsville, Maryland area, uh, a spot Bama has been pretty successful in recent years. Um, he, he played on the same high school team as Trevon Diggs. Uh, he wasn't on the same team with Trevon, but same school. Um, he, he's familiar with the Marco Hellum. So certainly some, uh, some uh, DMV ties there. Um, and, and he's going to get down for an official visit probably here this spring, if not summer. So um, big day overall rankings and offers wise. And uh, yeah, it, it was uh, it was a busy February day to cover, which doesn't really happen that much in February, especially with the dead period. <laughs> yeah. So with all that in mind, Hank, Alabama's next junior day event, I believe, is set for March 7th. Early returns on how that's sort of shaping up as we move into the uh, last week or so of February. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a growing list, um, and we have a few guys already confirmed, a few elite guys already confirmed, one of which we, we talked to last night, Mario Williams, who's a uh, number four receiver in the nation um, in the 24-7 sports composite rankings. He told us he's trying to get out there on March 7th. Bam is in his you know, top group of Georgia, LSU, and um, and, and I believe uh, Oklahoma are is other schools he's considering. So getting him back on campus is important. He's actually a guy we, we've seen all these kind of dual, dual sport guys lately, you know, with, with uh, Jaquincy McKinstry getting the basketball offer from Alabama. Mario Williams is talking about the opportunity to play baseball at Alabama. Um, and, and that's something he's, he's looking to pursue at the next level. So that's kind of an intriguing note. Um, I, I expect Drake may to get back out to campus. I'm not sure if it's going to be March 7th, but he'll be back on campus in March. Um, a really interesting linebacker target that was supposed to be a junior day on February 1st at Alabama, but got sick, couldn't make it. But his name is Rhaenyria Dilworth. And if you haven't watched this guy's tape, um, you need to turn it on. He, he's probably one of the fastest linebackers um, in the class, might be one of the fastest players in the class. He says he runs a 4-3. Um, his tape looks pretty quick. So um, he's another guy that's expected to be there. And, and, you know, the list will continue to grow as we get closer to March 7th, but should be a pretty, pretty good turnout um, coming out of the dead period for Bama. Hank South with us on daybreak here on the uh, built by Bama online podcast. Hank, I wanted to get into the running back situation with you a little bit as well. We know that Alabama recently took three backs in the twenty. 20 cycle, two of which are already on campus. Kyle Edwards will join that mix in the summer. Trey Sanders coming back from his 
uh, foot injury that cost him the 2019 season. We saw Keelan Robinson in 2019 as a true freshman. So not just in terms of experience with Najee Harris coming back to go along with Brian Robinson, uh, but certainly when you look at underclassmen, uh, it looks like a well-stocked situation at running back. With that in mind, is this a year in 2021 in which you see Alabama taking just one back? And if it is the case, that is that is how it plays out. Uh, could it be another in-state back on the on the heels of Roy Dell Williams in 2020? Yeah, you know, I, I could see it, especially as you just mentioned. Just, it's a very deep position group right now. Um, and, and, uh, but, you know, saying that, you know, they're, they're going after some big names at the running back position. Um, you know, Kamar Wheaton, the top back in the country, Trevion Henderson, number two back in the country, all guys that have been tied with Bama, um, last few months, Brandon Campbell, a recent offer out of Houston, but yeah, you know, Jalen white, um, the, the, the four-star running back recent top two, four, seven, uh, inductee yesterday, uh, from Dothan, Alabama, he uh, he does not have an Alabama offer yet, but that is not for lack of interest. You know, we caught up with him earlier this week. He was at Junior Day on February 1st in Tuscaloosa. So obviously the interest is there from Alabama. He's building a pretty strong bond with uh, with Charles Kelly, the area recruiter down there. Um, and, and, you know, he, he, we talked to him. He told us he grew up an Alabama fan, which is kind of funny because he uh, he said part of his family is Auburn fans and the rest of his family is Miami fans. So there was really no no Alabama in there despite growing up in the state. Um, he said he was a big Trent Richardson um, fan. It was a guy he looked up to, and, and that's kind of what sparked his, his interest in in, uh, in liking of, of the Crimson Tide. And so um, I think you know he's going to come back for spring practice. Um, we're still you know we're still seeing a lot of 2021 offers go out. I would not be shocked to see Jalen White eventually get one. Of note, Auburn actually hasn't offered him either, so he doesn't have either the in-state offers. But you know he's getting Penn State, Mississippi State. Um, I think he has a Tennessee offer and he's getting, you know, SEC and big 10 offers. So the, the interest is there. His tape is, is, is pretty impressive as well. And so, you know, I, I could, I could certainly see Bama, you know, going the in-state route again, like they did with Roy Dell Williams and, and possibly taking him and, and, you know, maybe, maybe he's the only guy, but they're certainly recruiting a number of running backs um, in, in the class. You know, Hank, and I, I guess something you're going to have to start considering if you're programs like Alabama and really and anyone else, uh, especially at the FBS level, is if this one-time transfer rule goes into effect, um, as expected now from the NCAA. If that goes into effect as soon as the 2020 college football season, uh, it'll literally, won't it literally be like a minute-to-minute type of adaptation you're going to have to make on the recruiting front because running back's a prime example of that for Alabama. We just talked about all the names, all the underclassmen. But that also leads to sort of a log jam where playing time is concerned and some other things. Um, what, what's your initial reaction to that one-time rule without penalty uh, of having to sit out going into play and how it could impact things uh, on the football recruiting trail? Yeah, you know, I, I think it would just – create more chaos than it already has with, with <laughs> what the transfer portal has done you know but yeah like you said you look at a loaded running back room like alabama but kind of reminds me you you go back to entering the 2016 season with how many quarterbacks alabama had on the roster by the time jalen hurts took over the starting job all those guys are pretty much on the way out and you, you kind of <laughs> we're, we're back to, to step one there with, with the in the quarterback room so um yeah you know i I have no idea how that is going to be to cover from a recruiting standpoint. And, you know, it's almost like you're going to have to just recruit, you know, no matter the depth, recruit each position 
as if you know you're not you're not very deep in, in that area just with with the possibility that a player you know so like whatever your yeah. whatever your expectation of loss is attrition at a position i'm thinking <laughs> you may almost have to double it because yeah. of the unknown because of the one-time rule if you Absolutely. think you're going to lose two backs you may have to think about losing three or four with this rule going in yeah, no doubt. You know, especially you know, you never know what's going through a kid's head. You know, they get into. We saw last year, fall camp with uh, with the Alfano situation. You know, you, you never know. Yeah. Uh, once you know, practice starts up, fall camp starts up. Uh, guys maybe not happy with, with uh, the you know what, what the playing time they're getting. You know, they can change up on a dime. So yeah, I mean, I, I would agree. It's gonna it's gonna be bizarre if, if that goes into effect and, and how that's gonna um, impact the recruiting. Front. I mean, people, you know, we're, we're here on Friday. We're you know. Friday morning, still not sure what's happening with Steve Sarkeesian at this point. Um, you know, people are already asking me about if that affects Bryce Young, <laughs> if he were yeah. to leave, uh, he leave Alabama. So, yeah, I mean, that, that would just open up a whole new, uh, you know, a whole new case. Well, and, of, and for uh, people like you, you, you've already had to add grad transfers to, to your coverage responsibilities. And then you know, think about adding the, the one time rule to this yeah. i mean you'll be covering transfers potentially as much as you're covering high school and junior college kids you know once yeah, this thing I, I really can see that being the absolutely being the case uh we talked about drake may earlier uh i know you caught up with him recently too. the 2021 quarterback commitment for the crimson tide uh sounds like he's taken on a little bit of a, a catalyst or a leadership role when it comes to trying to help piece together that class that he's expected to be a part of yeah and that, that's kind of a, a role he he, uh, he took on um, right after he committed you know we saw him active on twitter um with, with several guys um we actually caught up with several 2021 guys early in the season that that had been talking to him um you know he, he was talking to marius mims the five-star offensive tackle hudson wolf the force i've had in and you know several others so he, he's he's definitely uh keeping an eye on things um uh, you know I, I think it's interesting with drake is you know he's he's not going to stop being recruited. You know, he's, he's honored his commitment to Alabama. You know, he, he's, he's hasn't really taken any other visits. He hasn't really talked to any other coaches since committing um, that he's told us of. And, and you know, that's, it, it's going to be interesting this spring to kind of see how um, things unfold with him, because um, obviously everyone's going to come at him with the, the Bryce young angle that, you know, he's going to come to Alabama and probably have to sit for at least two years before he, he can see meaningful playing time. Um, and, and so, you know, to this point, you know, he, he's visited Alabama more than any other school, He's been on campus, you know, I think three times since since Bryce Young committed, and he's been saying all the right things. But um, you know, I, it'll be interesting to see kind of how things unfold this spring. If you know how hard teams keep pushing, if he does decide to you know take more visits uh, and look around, so that'll be uh, one storyline with Drake May. We're going to be tracking closely this spring. One of several that Hank Sal keeps up with for us at BamaOnline.com. And as always, we appreciate Hank joining us here on Daybreak. Have a great weekend, Hank, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Good deal. Thanks, Travis. There he goes. Hank South, recruiting analyst for BamaOnline.com. And that's going to do it for a Friday edition of Daybreak. Have a great weekend. We'll do it again on Monday. <laughs> 